Hey, what's up? Long time no podcast. Been really slacking off lately. Um, been trying to get people, but it's pretty easy to lose hope when you're uh, you're not getting any responses from people, and then interviews are falling through and all that jazz. But and I was in the process of getting ready to move too. Uh, I was in BC there for a little while. And I was kind of tying up the loose ends with the podcast, and now I've moved to Newfoundland. I'm sitting in beautiful, colorful St. John's right now, watching the trees blow in the wind. Actually, the wind is blowing in the trees now that I think about it. But things tend to be backwards here sometimes, so I guess that's not too far from the truth. Anyways, this episode is one I recorded with my mom before I left BC. I was kind of hoping I could get it out for Mother's Day, but dropped the ball as per usual on that one. So uh, yeah, I'm just going to put it out now because you know what? Every day is Mother's Day. This one is actually probably the most revealing and embarrassing thing I've ever submitted to the World Wide Web. I wanted to just talk to my mom and ask her questions about motherhood the entire time, which I try to do, but inherently being a mother involves talking about your son, which I am, so obviously there's some embarrassing stories about me from when I was a kid. And then towards the end, there's a funny little uh, exercise we ran through where I read this letter that I had left my parents Uh, towards the end of high school and uh, I'll I'll leave that as a cliffhanger but it's towards the end I read this letter and it's very embarrassing but decided to put it online anyways and see what people think so hope you enjoy this episode with my mom I want to thank her again for doing it reluctantly but thanks nonetheless love you mom love you guys thanks for listening as well Hope you enjoy. All right, it's going. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how people don't like it. It's it's instantly different when when you turn the mics on. Like yeah. you can feel an energy change. In you the room. feel that everybody's listening to you. Which Something they got are. sucked out. Which they are. Yeah, they are if I'm going to release it, but I'll probably just have this one just for like a, a time capsule or something. Okay. Sometimes I'll, when I'm setting it up, I'll just turn it on as I'm setting it up. And you're talking to And then I'll just be, I'll just start talking and we'll be five minutes into it and they'll be like, is it on? Is it starting? <laughs> and then... I'll be like, yeah, it's been on for like five minutes. And then they're like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and they just start like getting all tense about it. But no, I just wanted to, I thought if we did one together, I could ask you about what it's like to be a mom or like the mom experience or something. Oh, maybe you should give it a try and be a dad experience because it's kind of the same thing. Well, it's not the same, because you don't have to have the kid in you for over half a year. Oh, you want to start off right from the beginning. Right from the beginning. Not the beginning, beginning, but like... (laughs) (laughs) 
right? Is it going still? It's going, yeah. Okay. So blammo, one day you're pregnant. Blammo, there he pops out, George. How did, how did you find it? What was like the day like? Did you it even, was... Uh, what was the very first moment where you're like, I think I might be pregnant? It was like... I was in shock. I was like, oh my God, now what? What, what did the room look like? Where were you? We were, I was in the apartment in, uh, in Bellamy Towers. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I didn't know who to tell or who to go to because I didn't have that many friends at the time. Yeah. So I told your dad at first. I don't think he was there at the time he was working. So then he came back and he was like, really? So he was really excited about it and then I told his sister and she was like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah she didn't like it at all but uh, yeah so then like you know as I went through the months and everything everything was all good I got I put on a lot of weight I was like a hundred and twenty stick, one pound stick. Okay. I was like really skinny for the, my height. And I put on fifty pounds. Wow. So I went up to hundred and sixty nine pounds, something like that, when you were born. But the uh the day a couple of days before my due date I think your due date was supposed to be the 23rd, the 23rd of February, right? And uh, anyway, your dad was working. My sister was there and my brother. And uh, my water broke. And I'm like, okay. Like, what does this mean? Right? Is that like in the movies? Like, water hits the floor? <laughs> it can, but it can be slow. Steady process, like some people's water breaking is just like all, all over the place, right? Yeah. But like it was just nonset. It was like really, really slow. So I, I, I go in the washroom and I'm like, you can't. It's like you can't control your bladder when you want to pee. Yeah. It's just run away from you, right? Oh, uh, okay. So. Yeah, I told my sister, and my brother, and your dad was at work. I don't know if he was out of town then at that time or not. I don't think he was. He was somewhere like in the GTA area, right? Yeah. And uh, anyway, it was uh, maybe about 1, 2 o'clock in the day, I'd say, when it broke. So I, I calmly called my doctor and like, I think my water broke. He said, yeah, you need to pack a bag and get to the hospital like right away. Yeah. So my brother was panicking and my sister and I'm like, she said, hurry up, come on, pack a bag. What do you want in the bag? Because it's already packed in there. I'm getting in the shower. Yeah. So I got in the shower and diddled away and got my hair done, curled my hair. <laughs> it was like, it was like, shalotly, like just water broke. I was like, no big deal, right? Yeah. So anyway, my brother was trying to get a hold of your dad and he uh, couldn't get a hold of him. And finally, when he did, it was like, 
I think it was six o'clock. I had already gone to the hospital before he found out, and he didn't—he didn't believe my brother. He thought I was hiding in the closet when I came home. <laughs> he was so excited, right? So, it was it Roger who was trying to call him? Yeah, it was Roger. And Roger was trying to call him. Roger was the one who was panicking more than anybody. <laughs> so. He- you guys are already at the hospital. Roger's at the hospital probably calling back to your apartment or like calling the answering machine or something, right? Yeah. Because this is pre, way pre-text and Yeah. cell phones and all that. So No, there wasn't any. I don't think he had a cell phone then. Mm-hmm. That was like 20 years ago, right? 28? 28, 28 years yeah. ago. Yeah. So more than 20 years ago, he just thought like the phones were not... No. Very plentiful. They were around, but they weren't that plentiful. That's so crazy to think that you would just go to work. Like, I'm in, say I'm in my dad's shoes. I go to work, and I'm eating my lunch, and, like, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and unbeknownst to him, you're going to the hospital. And then he gets home finally at, like, 6. Yeah. And there's probably a note or something that says, like... Yeah. Everybody's gone, and he's looking in the closet. (laughs) <laughs> looking, looking in the bedrooms, looking in the closets, like yeah. he, he couldn't believe it, right? Yeah. So it was maybe about six o'clock or six thirty. My friend was there too, a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a long time, Beth Elizabeth. Okay. And uh, she was supposed to go in. My sister was there, my brother, and but my friend she wanted to go in when I had the baby, right? And mm-hmm. my sister, but it was no more than two people were allowed in there at the same time or something. So yeah. I was just waiting for your dad to come. But what happened? My friend was in there, and the doctor had come in to check to see how many centimeters you dilated, and I was like six centimeters. And she's like, "Oh, you got another four centimeters to go." I'm going down. She said to uh, get a coffee. Now, this was like from 6 o'clock, I think, when I went to the hospital, 6.30, till about uh, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. And it was, I guess, five hours in having contractions, right? And uh, she said, I'm not, well, you're not ready yet to have the baby. So she said, I'm going downstairs for a coffee. <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. So anyway, my sister was outside and she went down she wasn't gone 10 minutes not even 10 minutes and the doctor had come in and said oh you're ready to have the baby so then not my sister was there by the time my friend got back i had the baby she only went down for a coffee it was funny so it was like after it was just after five after 12 midnight right yeah and that's why we were born on your uncle's birthday yeah. And he was so excited. Yeah. Your Uncle Farmer. Yeah. <laughs> Did you... But, yeah. But then, you know what? The next morning, the nurses woke me up. Because I fell right to sleep, right? They just took you from me. And and they, uh, yeah, they put you in an incubator. And because you had it, she, she came in at 5 o'clock and woke me up. Said they were having complications that mm-hmm. you had a wet lung. Oh, boy. Right? So... Your breathing wasn't that good, so they had to put you in the incubator. And yeah. I can remember getting up and going out and checking on you, and you're like on your knees, and your butt is up in the air, and your arms curled underneath your chin, like most babies, the way they sleep, right? And the butt up, and you're like the old length of the 
incubator. I couldn't believe it, like how big you were compared to all the other babies here. We were the biggest ones in there. No, oh boy. <laughs> well, you were eight pounds and ten ounces. So you, when when I was born into this world and I came out like literally in that moment, did they do the thing where they like put me in your arms for a minute or did you said they just took me away? Was I like crying and then you saw me or was I, I gone like right away? Dude, you weren't crying when no day I could, I could see them like they turn you upside down by the, the, the ankles or whatever and smack your butt so yeah. they make you cry and they... They put, they had you all wrapped up and then the blanket, right? And just put you in my arms, like for like a couple of minutes so that we could see you, right? Yeah. And then they took you away. They, they didn't leave it there very long because they wanted to check you out and get your measurements and yeah. all that stuff, right? Did you know I was going to be a boy or did you know the sex? No, I didn't know. You didn't? I didn't want to know. No, I wanted to be surprised. So what are your thoughts? Like, that must be crazy just as a person. Just as, like, that must be the most insane thing to happen. People say it is the craziest moment in their lives. Like, you have a baby, and they put the baby in your arms. Like, what does that feel like when you look? You're like, holy crap. <laughs> it's, uh, like, the first thing you initially is, like, that just came out of me. Right? <laughs> that, something that big came out of me. The same feeling is taking a huge thought. <laughs> no, it's not like that. But opposite, you get to keep that one. Yeah, you get to keep. You get to no. You look at it. It's like it's a miracle. It's like wow. Yeah. Wow, this is unreal. <laughs> and it's like now what? <laughs> it's like oh, how can I? How do I take care of this baby? How do I raise it? I've never had no experience whatsoever, and you have to take care of a little human life right yeah that's a part of you how long was it before you took me home oh i think it was the next day they released me but they wouldn't release you because of the wet lung so you were in there for probably four days after you were born and I was like just a short ride away from the hospital, so we used to come back every morning. There was no point in staying there, right? Mm. Night time or anything. So we'd come back every morning, stay all day into in the evening, and then it was like I think it was maybe maybe was it four days? It doesn't seem like it was that long. Maybe a couple of days. It just seemed longer because I just wanted to get you home, right? It must get pretty real finally when you like walk into the door with the kid. And like you close the door and you realize now you got to look after this uh, this thing. Yeah, it was pretty crazy because uh, my sister and my brother wasn't there for <clears throat> that much longer, maybe a week, if that. And they had uh, went back home, so, and then your dad was working, so there was nobody. It was just me and you, and it's like, I just to stare at you constantly, like... Where did this baby come from? <laughs> but, I, you know, I did add some postpartum blues, too, at the time. I was like, because I was alone. I didn't have any help. So, like, what do you do? Who do you talk to about it, right? Yeah. What did you do? But, but yeah, I got I got through it. I got through it. Oh. I used to, by, like, you know, going out and going for walks and putting you in the stroller until one day I went over to the mall and they had to 
I didn't have my license at the time, I don't think. I might have just gotten my license, but I didn't have a car. So I used to walk a lot over to the mall. And one day, I remember, and, uh, was it Bellamy? Bellamy, yeah. And uh, on the way back from the mall, this guy was walking the path, walking past me, coming the other direction, right? And it's like, I, he said something to me as he was passing, and I'm like, I didn't really, it didn't really kick in what he had said till like a couple of paces past him. I'm like, holy crap! He just said, did he just say what I thought he said? And he said, give me that baby, like that. And I thought, holy shit, he just said, give me that baby. And he kept walking. But yeah. I kept walking back to see if he was coming because I was, yeah. was going to run in someone's house, knocking doors, what I was going to do. Right? Yeah. I didn't care. Like, he was going to try to steal you, whatever. But anyway, I kept walking back. That was the last <laughs> time ever that I walked with you. I went out and got a car right away. <laughs> it was like <laughs> car in a baby seat. No more stroller for me walking in Scarborough. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's crazy. I told you that before, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty like sure it. you did. I think for some reason I thought, I remember you telling me, but it was a long time ago. I don't remember when it was, but in my memory, the story was some people pulled up in a van and opened a van door and said from the, inside the van. I don't know why. Oh, maybe you just watched too many movies. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Where people just get snatched from in the side doors of vans. <laughs> But no, I was just walking in this. In the so that was when I was like one or something, or. Um, I say you. Yeah, maybe I think you were walking at the time, so you maybe oh, okay. you you walked at an early age too, though. Yeah. Uh, grab it. I'll just pause it. Mm. Hello. Hi. You can edit that. Yeah, I just like stopped recording. So we're talking now. Just picked up where I was almost abducted. <laughs> okay. But just, you never did get abducted, so he's still here sitting beside yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who knows what kind of great life I could have lived. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Had you given me to that stranger on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, he might not be around right now. Wacky. I wonder mm -hmm. what. Yeah, I don't know. That guy sounds crazy, but yeah, that's pretty freaky. So then you got the car. So fast forward now. I've, there must be different, like, I don't know if it feels continuous as like a mother or if it feels like you're going through different chapters as the kid's being raised. But like the baby is helpless for the longest time and then it starts to walk around and then you get into it. It must feel like you're going into a next chapter of like raising a child when it gets to be like two or three well you went from like being a baby to not really walking because you were like went from a baby to crawling and then all of a sudden you're jumping off the end of the couch and running around with the with the dog right on on around circles circles get up on the end <laughs> of the couch i don't know who got uh more tired first the dog or you but you kept going and going and going it was like until you drop to the floor and the dog would drop too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that like though when you're and now you're you're switching gears if you're looking after this younger 
Well, I used to be because you always wanted to, for some reason, wanted to fly. Oh God! You always said like you know oh, I'd fly, ma, and one day <laughs> it's like you jump off the end of the couch because the couch was so high, right? And it's like I can, and you put a cape on like a, <laughs> and it'd be a super. You want to be like a superhero, but you always want to wonder what it'd be like to fly. And so one day you were in the bedroom. And TV was on, and I thought, well, maybe I should go check on him, right? So I opened the door, and you're jumping off the ledge of the window on a 15-story ice, <laughs> like where we live on the 15th floor. And I'm like, oh, my God, and the windows are big, so there's only one slip backwards, and you would have been gone out the window, but you was jumping off the ledge to jump on the bed, right? Yeah. And I didn't realize it's like, oh my God, how irresponsible am I yeah. to let my, like, not even let you had a sight for two seconds and you could be gone. Yeah. Right? And so, anyway, it's like, oh my God, maybe I should childproof this apartment because, like, we're on 15th floor. You could get out on the balcony and want to try fly. Right? And jump yeah. over the balcony. <laughs> it's like, with your cape and think you could fly. So I went and I got latches to put on top of the door so you couldn't reach them. And yeah. Because you used to always be doing stuff like trying to hide in the cupboards. And every one day I missed you gone. It's like, and the balcony door was open. And I was like, oh, my God, my heart just went up my throat because I thought, well, what, what the hell? I didn't want to go out on the balcony. So, and, and especially not to go out to look over the balcony and see on the ground or something, right? So... Used to always hide in the cupboards underneath the sink. So well, I heard the pots and pans rolling. <laughs> they opened the doors like laugh, right? Just like, oh my god. Yeah. Oh well. well yeah. You ever? I was I ever doing something where you're like, this kid is dumb. Like, <laughs> what, what? What am I doing? Like, why did I have a kid? <laughs> no, I never, ever, and never, ever thought that. There must have been, like, be honest with yourself. Like, there must have been times where it was, like, so hard or so frustrating or so annoying that you were like, why? No, I can't actually remember ever, ever, like, a time that where I thought, well, why did I have this kid? There was no way because as, like, you got older, I remember one time, like, I'd always think, well, when am I going to get a call from the teacher saying you did something wrong or, like, and... How am I going to deal with it, right? And I remember one time that you were out for recess, but you had a pudding, and you accidentally spilled it over your friend's head, and he thought you did it on purpose. So you, he got upset and went to the teacher and told the teacher that you poured pudding all over his head. <laughs> and the teacher called me. He's like, we need to talk. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, she said, she said uh, your son, so I went to school for an interview for this. So she's like, hey, your son, like, act like, didn't accidentally. She said, he, he poured, yeah, poured it over another kid's head. I said, like, no, and you were, like, crying because you said, no, Mama, it was an accident. It was an accident. I tripped, right? And it spelled. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was that. That was about the only thing I ever got, well, Besides that, getting into trouble, like I just got called for like 
because you're behind when you're reading in grade one, and you had to go to like the teacher recommended I uh, put you into reading classes or have a tutor or whatever, right? So there was a so there was a program at the time that you could uh, the teacher could request so many students that was falling behind the other students to uh, go and like you know do it a couple times a week and you did it and you're like way ahead of the game in no time like right up to par by the end of the class you really benefit from it and you're reading books and you start reading books I put down the pudding and I picked up the book yep you put down the pudding and picked up the book it's funny to hear you recall that pudding story because recently I was doing this program online. I told you about like a, it's called self-authoring mm-hmm. where you, the first part is called pass authoring. So you go and you write about like your childhood, like through certain periods and then you reflect on what those events meant to you or how they changed your life or whatever. Right. Yeah. So in one of the chapters I have, there's like the Toronto chapter and you had to write like six stories that you remember. Yeah. So that chapter is called Born Toronto or whatever. And one of the stories I wrote was that yogurt story. Yeah. <laughs> the way you're remembering it and the way I'm remembering it is totally different. And I'm wondering if it's just like the kidnapping in the van thing, if I'm just totally misremembering it. Because you you said pudding, but for me, it was a yogurt. It was a banana yogurt. <laughs> banana yogurt. Is there any such thing? I think so, yeah. Yogurt? Yeah. It was probably yogurt because and, and it then, might have been yogurt. And then I remember it, was, it wasn't it was my friend that it spilled on. It was like a girl. And what happened was I had the yogurt. And I, I had convinced people that the yogurt was like, like really good or something. And everyone was like fighting over the yogurt. And then I had the yogurt above my head in my hand. And somebody grabbed my arm like this pulled one way and they let go and then I went like that with the yogurt like it just sort of catapulted <laughs> and it went all over somebody's head and then she started crying and like went up to a teacher and then they pointed at me and then I went up to the principal's office and I don't even remember the, I just remember being walking up the stairs and like being told to sit in there like reading a book and stuff I don't even remember you coming or me crying or <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. the two different stories, how you remember it. Well, I'm getting older too, so my memory is not the best, right? <laughs> that was a long time ago. That was over 20 years ago. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, enough about my pudding stories. <laughs> what? Uh, that must be funny when you do have to go to the school for the first time. Because there's parent-teacher meetings, right? Yeah. You probably went to the school before that for like uh, to talk about report cards or something. Yeah. That must be, I see if I had a kid and I had to do that and I'm only speculating, but like you'd probably like be like, okay, I have to go and do this for my kid. Like it's a part of his upbringing. But at the same time, I would be like, oh, this is annoying. Like I didn't know I had to do this. <laughs> like I got to go to the kid's school for his meeting. Like, Wouldn't that be like an annoying point on your schedule throughout the day? Like. It's like having well, to go to an interview where, like, yeah, the yeah, person it, it reviewing like, somebody's job. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what it's like, right? It's especially if uh, you weren't doing so good in different, like, in certain subjects, right? And uh, 
okay, you get this teacher saying this about you and you get someone else saying, oh, it's not so great. And it's like, okay, well, so what do you do, right? Don't do that. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the most pleasant situation where you got to go and discuss your sons or your daughter's uh, schooling, I guess, right? And how they behave and... Because it's a pure interact. reflection of you. And how do you interact with... Right? It. Yeah, exactly. It is, but you don't think of it that way. Because you want, yeah, all you want to go and do the interview to see that they're always doing well and these, all these different subjects and everything, right? So, yeah. <laughs> that must be an awkward feeling. Like, it's like you taking your car to get an inspection and you think you got a great car. And then the mechanic's like, the tires are flat on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Transmission is gone. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. You think about it that way, you got but yeah, lemon. but you gotta go. Like you know, it's like a summons, you get, right? Kind of. It's like if you don't go, it's like you're oh, you're a bad parent. Did I ever? You said I was running around with hyper and stuff. Was did you ever suspect I had ADD or ADHD? Was that like ever in your head, or was that? Just- yes, it was actually. I thought, yeah, well, like you know, uh, if it's that, like maybe it's. To food I'm giving them or something, and something I'm doing wrong that's making them hyper. I mean, too much candy or sweets, or maybe I should change his diet. Maybe I should take him to the doctor. And, but it's like you weren't over like hyper, right? Like not all the time. So mm. it was just like when you had high energy periods during the day whereas like at night time then you you calm down like take you a while to to go to to go to sleep or whatever at night but you'd always you'd always go to sleep and sleep well and you'd be up very early in the morning <laughs> for years and years because you were very colicky even when from the day you were born I thought well this period's going to end soon, and six months goes by, and it's like the same thing. So a year goes by, and I'm like, oh, my God, is this how we're going to stop? So two years goes by, it's like, no, you're still up. You're still up early. You're not crying as much, but you're yeah. up early, right? You're an early bird. Yeah. So anyway, you've got some taking you to, getting used to, and then you start school, and you still got to get up early, so you go off to school, right? Yeah. Mm. That must have been a little bit of a relief when the kid finally goes to school and you yeah, get you that get, first you, day. Yeah, you get that little break, but then after you're gone to school, it's like, okay, what do you do now? And like, you're gone, it's like, okay. Yeah. Then you're gone for a full day. Then you're gone off to high school and you're gone like all day. There's no lunch periods, no break, you don't see at all. You get used to that pattern and all of a sudden it's... 18 years go by and you are out of school for a year and all of a sudden you get on the road and start it checking. <laughs> and that's a, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah, I guess we could tell that story. It's weird because this, this has turned into like stories about me. But I guess if, and I don't want it to be stories about me, but 
a lot of your experiences as a mother that's by nature it has to do with me <laughs> well exactly right, right? Um, can't be one without the other no no so i want to like try to get your your internal dialogue and your thoughts on things like as they're happening right not purely like stories about you stories it's about my my thinking. I, but I guess you need to give the story for the context. Yeah. For, for your right. thoughts on it to make any sense. But yeah, I guess we could tell the story of... Um, or talk about the story of uh, when I went hitchhiking. So that was my big, like... That was right after high school. Yes, that was like the most... I'll get, I, my, here's my short version of it. I hitchhiked to Montreal. And then I got to Montreal and the next day called and told you what I have done. <laughs> okay, go. Well, I was working at the time. I was at the, uh, worked at the London Health Science Center, right? And we were planning on going, your dad was out of town for the week. We were planning on going to the trailer park for the weekend, but I was on call at the hospital, so I thought, well, you had told me previously that you were going, probably going camping. That long weekend, I think it was Labor Day weekend, was it? Um, was it July weekend or no, September? No, it was in August. It August. was in August. Yeah, it was in August. And uh, I remember, well, I'm thinking, well, they're probably going to call me tomorrow morning. But I wanted what I was doing was planning on having stuff ready for you for when you got back from camping, like while I go to the trailer, oh, right? Yeah. So I decided I'd get up that morning and I wasn't going to answer the phone because I was going to be busy doing all these things. So the phone, no, I woke up before the phone rang and then the phone, like I was thinking something just popped in my head. It's like something was wrong when I woke up and I'm thinking, well, I'm not answering this call. I'm not going to work today. I thought about it when I woke up that maybe if they do call, I will go in. Right? I can go in for a day or a few hours or whatever. And, uh, but I didn't answer the phone. So I was thinking, well, something in the back of my head was telling me that something was wrong. But anyway, I got up, I got dressed, and said, well, maybe it's nothing. And, uh, <clears throat> The letter that you had written, you had left a letter on the, on the bench in the hallway saying that you were gone to the park, the pinery with the boys camping for the weekend. Mm. So that's why I thought, well, you're okay, right? You're fine. And so I got up and I went out and about all this stuff. And when I had come back, I think you had left a message on the answer machine saying to call you back because you never had no money on your phone. You didn't have no money, so if you want to get some money, put on the phone, call me. I don't really remember that, but yeah, yeah. I, I had yeah, a flip phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a it flip was like phone. a pay as you go thing. Yes, so I went out and bought all this stuff and started making it. And you had called and you had said, well, there was no money on your phone or it might not be no service in that area or something like that, right? <laughs> So I couldn't get a hold of you. I don't know if that was in the letter or what. I think it was on the note. But anyway. Do you still have that or did you throw it out? I still got it.
Do you know where it is? It's in the bedroom. Really? Yeah. Did you know where it is? I should read that. Yeah, it's, I think it's oh in Oh, my the, God. We got to get that. It's in the, I want to see it's, it. It's in the room where uh, Chubby is. Okay. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, I get... You, I called you. I called you back. I got the card, put my phone, and you called, and I said, where are you? Because I had called uh, your ex at the time, time before I called you, and I said, like, you know where Jordan is? Yeah, he's gone up to the park with Addison and a couple other people. I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, I knew when she said it that she was lying. She wasn't telling me the truth. Uh-huh. Right? I, knew. <laughs> I can't even remember if I told her to say that or if I told yeah, her I was you going told, to Yeah, you I don't know if you told her to say that, but it's something still was wrong. And yeah. she wasn't telling me the truth, truth. So I left and I had called you and you had left a message on the answer machine when I was gone out to get groceries and stuff. And when I come back, I had to go back out and get the money put on the card. So I called you back, right? And I'm like, where are you? And you said, uh, Ma, there's a letter in the in the bedroom, in my bedroom in the top drawer. Yeah. I want you to go and read it. Yeah. I said, where are you? He said, uh, I'm in Montreal. Yeah. And I'm like, what? What? I can then start singing. So how'd you get there? And you said, I hitchhiked. I'm like, it was going in through my head, but I wasn't listening. And I was like, I couldn't comprehend that you had got on the road and went to Montreal when you're supposed to be going to the park camping for the weekend. I'm like, like, why? What did you go there? There's just a letter in the room. There's a, just go in the room. Oh my and God, I feel letter, so bad. There's <laughs> a letter in the bedroom. You have to read it. Yeah. So I'm like, I hung up the phone on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, was, I was so upset. I was bomb and didn't know who to call. So I called your, uh, I started reading this letter. And as I'm reading it, I start, like, tears are rolling down my face, right? And I call Laura. I was like, Laura, he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. She said, what do you mean he's gone? I said, Jordan, he's gone. He left. Yeah. He left? What do you mean? She said, I thought that you were dead, right? The way I was saying it, I said, he's gone. He left. He just got up and he hitchhiked to Montreal. He's in Montreal. She said, well, where's his father? I said, he's out of town. And I said, I can't get a hold of him. I had called a couple times, and you weren't. He didn't answer. He didn't come back till later, and uh, and he said, "Well, there's nothing I can do about it." I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, "Well, you're gonna have to do something about it." Yeah. And uh, so he said, "Well, I'll give him a call." So he called you, and you, he must have told you to get on the bus to go back, or he said you. He said to you. I get to live with your mother, not you. <laughs> <laughs> it was some, I don't remember what he said, but it That's was enough to make me get on a bus and come back. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, I get on the bus. He said, and go downtown, down to the Union Station, we'll pick you up. So we went down and pick you up. And I, went, I didn't want to, I didn't want you to see me upset. Yeah. Right? So... Like, I wanted to kill you at the time, but <laughs> it was like, I was relieved because you was there and you were back, right? And then, like, like, how was your trip? And you were like, oh, great. I met this, 
piano player in a van from this place to that place. Someone picked me up in Woodstock to there and you know, get up to Kingston. And these two German guys picked me up and went to work. the same hostel or whatever that they were going to. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. So I said, oh, that sounds interesting. Then they sound like me. It was something like I would do back in the day. I hit shake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hit shake lots, right? Like, I was the adventurous risk-taker, and not as much. I don't think your dad was right as me, because, well, I'm in D.C. He's still in New Plant. He don't think he likes to do much traveling, right? He's a home person, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he must have got that from your mother, the adventures. And he's still exploring and adventuring all over the country yeah. and the world. I don't know why I feel so bad now listening to you tell the story. Like, I know you've told me before how much it hurt and stuff when I left. And I don't even, you said I left a note in the top drawer. I don't even remember that note. Is that the note you're saying that you have still? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant the note where I said That's, I was going to the pinery. No, the note that was said that it was going to the pinery. I don't know what happened to that one. I was just saying that I must have thrown that out because um, like I must have just read it so I'd always gone to the pottery or whatever I just, I just threw it out right Yeah. but the other one the letter is the one I got the three page four page <laughs> long letter on both sides and said the more I read it the more I cried and I'm sure if like I couldn't even read it now without crying if you if you read it and like, I want you to read the letter. I don't think I even want to read it now. Like, I, you, I don't even know that one. <laughs> well, if you read this letter, you would probably, I know you would, it would bring tears to your eyes, to anybody's eyes. <laughs> Coming from a mother's point of view yeah. and reading this son's letter, yeah. what he had to say all about like, his past and now he's going to go to his future. And I did everything we could possibly do as parents to raise you and then all of a sudden you're gone it's like (laughs) oh this is brutal (laughs) it is brutal i'm like sweating just thinking maybe maybe we should just uh get this letter no no way over the uh, yeah i think this should be the ending of our Oh no! Podcast here. I'm yes, not. I think so. Yeah, it's, we were going to do this. You made me do this podcast, uh, so like you know, and you've been bugging me for a long time to do it, and I didn't want to do it. It was like no way because I don't really like hear myself on the uh, radio, but and I don't know if I want you to air it on the radio. But we're going to end this with <laughs> you because guess I what? I'm the mother. Yeah. You do as I say. <laughs> <laughs> that letter, um, I, when you said that there was that letter, I didn't even remember writing that. Like, that's how bad my memory is. Like, I can't remember what's in that letter. I don't even remember writing it or putting it there. Well, I guess you must have got that from me, too. <laughs> <laughs> but I can only imagine what was in it because I was like 17 or 18. I, I guess I was 18. You were 18 because yeah. I went to the cop station. That day, yeah. I said, my son's gone. 
Yeah. So where's he gone? <laughs> he's just, he's gone. He's in Montreal. And he yeah. said, did he run away? And like, uh, no, we didn't run away. He said, well, how old is he? And I said, he's 18. <laughs> and I'm bawling at the cop station. The cop's yeah. like, well, he's old enough to do what he wants. Yeah. And he said, what's his name? And I said, well, why do you want to know his name? So that if he ends up in a ditch somewhere, you'll have an identification. If this person's gone missing, fuck you, left. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but uh, yeah, I kind of said that in a nice way, like yeah, like you know, why do you want his name? I'm not gonna tell you his name, and if he ends up somewhere in a ditch, and you gotta. Call me to say, oh yeah, I found your son, Jordan Kellaway, in the ditch. That would yeah. be very nice. That would be devastating, actually, more devastating than when you <laughs> left, got up and left after reading that letter. Yeah. So, how does your uh, how does your role as a mother? How do you feel as in the in the mother role now? That. I'm out, I went to college, and then kind of when you, I, I, I heard a stat that said that 80% of the time that you'll ever spend with your parents is before you leave for college. So, like, that's most of it, right? Of it, course it is. Then you it's move out, and it's just visits after that, right? You'll never it. live together ever again. Probably no. not, unless, you know. It took yeah. you or dad into it took a long time and like and like any parent it takes a long time like it's like you're leaving the nest right you're always there and your parents always provided for you and made sure you were protected and now you're out in this big bad world all by yourself and it's like oh my i wonder if he's making his bed i wonder if he's doing this or i wonder if he's eating or everyone yeah. worries about the same thing as mother nature right yeah but uh, yeah, it's it's sad. Like when you when you when you're gone for like long periods of time and I don't see, you, I get kind of antsy and like it's time to to see after that little bit of time, even if it is only for a day or so, or even if it's only for an hour. At least I saw you and you're still there. And right? Do you ever think about? And I know the answer is no. I'm just going to throw this at you to see what your response is. Do you ever think about your worry for me in like an evolutionary sense? Because I'm an only child, so you only have one kid. So the only chance of your genetics going to the future are me. Yeah, no. So that's why I keep uh, asking you, uh, when, <laughs> when am I going to be a grandmother? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I, I guess did so, actually yeah. I had a couple of weeks, so didn't I ask you that last time I saw you? It's like, okay, so when are you going to settle down and uh, have some bearings or and have a home and have some babies? Just as an insurance program in case I die and the babies are alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be nice, though, to have a grandkid. Hmm. You are the only child, and I'd like to see... Some grandbabies before I get too old and, you know, die. (laughs) (laughs) Are you worried about dying? 
No. No? Do you ever think about it? Yeah. <laughs> of course you think about it. You think about it when you get older. Like, if you're getting, you're coming to the, I guess, the, the last years of your life. You're not younger no more. You're older, so you're going towards death. You're not going towards being bored. You know you're gonna die. And, uh, yeah, it's just, that's part of life, is death. Mm -hmm. Right, and you you want to make the best of it, I guess, and not dwell in the past, and just take every moment as if it's your last moment. That's why uh, you want to see your grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> Always dropping the hints. Yeah. Oh, maybe someday. So, next couple of years. You could get some grand dogs for you. No, I don't have any dogs. <laughs> trying to think of some more questions for you for being a mom. What advice would you give to someone? How old were you when you had me? 23. What advice would you give to a 23-year-old that just had a baby or is going to have a baby? I would say to treasure every moment because time and years go by so fast. It's like a blink of an eye, so treasure every moment and every bit of time that you spend with your kid. Even from the time they're, even when they're in your arms and you're feeding them and till they graduate high school, because that's it. After those high school days is over, that's it. They're gone. They're their own person. They're in their own life. That's it. How do you treasure a moment? How do you treasure a moment? That's getting deep. <laughs> I'm just wondering, because you hear that all the time. Huh? You hear that all yeah, the time. Yeah, well, you treasure a moment by keeping it in your memory and keeping it in your head and remembering that stage in your life or that milestone or that... That's how you treasure things. You, you treasure it because the treasure is put back in the back of your head, right, as a memory, and you keep that memory. It's not like everyday moments or everything that you do every day that you don't keep every single moment precious or you just remember the ones that you want to remember that's joyful and happy. So you're saying you've forgotten most of the diaper changes? Uh, they're, yeah, they're all, they ain't treasures. <laughs> they're kind of treasures in a way. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> No. No. Alrighty. So anyway, uh, getting back to that letter. 
Work on the end of that one. Well, you gotta find it first. If you find it, I'll read it and then I'll decide if I wanna read it on here. No, no, you made me do this because you, <laughs> no, you, I'm doing the same thing you did to me. Okay, we'll just get on here and it's like, if we don't like it, if you don't like it, you know how to put it on the air. But hmm. I'm like, oh, Jordan, I don't know if I wanna do this. And I kept putting it off and putting it off. But yeah, I did have the time to do it with you. So. And I said, well, aren't you going to ask me the question so I'll know beforehand what you're going to ask me? And you said, no. So well, you're not going to read the letter beforehand. You're just going to read it on the air. <laughs> well, we can. We got to find it. Shelby's still asleep in that room. So I'll just stop it and then I can add it on. Okay. Later. All right. All right. Thanks for doing this, Ma. You're welcome, son. I love you. Love you, too. <laughs> All right, we're back. What's about to go down here, Ma? You are going to read the letter that I had read 10 years ago <laughs> about your future travels and your past oh, God. experiences. <laughs> so I wasn't going to do this. I read, you pulled the letter out and then I read it and then I was like, no, definitely not doing it. And then I was thinking about it, thinking about it. And I thought, well, it'd be funny just to at least get it documented, to get it like down. Yeah. Even if we don't release this, but like. Even after 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Shelby's here as well, so she might put in her two cents. So this, this first note is the one that you came home to. This yes. is just like, uh, because there were. There was texting and stuff, but it wasn't like prevalent, so you still left notes and things. Uh, so this is a note that I left. Hey, I'm gone camping with the boys for two to three days at the Pinery. The Pinery is like a provincial park. Uh, they were all booked up, but someone canceled at the last minute, so a lot opened up. I took some food, haha, and got a sleeping bag from Carly because ours is at the park. I took the phone, but there's no time on it, so dot dot dot. If you want communication, you must put some on it. No guarantees I'm going to be in a service zone anyways. Okay, love ya. Talk to you later. It's like specific in the beginning, but then with the phone stuff, it's like, you might not be able to get in touch with me. No. <laughs> that could be far, far away. Alright, here's the stupid note. So keep in mind, this is about 10 years ago, so I'm 18, full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> uh, so I'm holding one, two, three, four, five, six pieces of paper, and it's torn out of a, like a loose leaf notebook, and the first page says, the following pages are a collection of notes I've written over the last little while based on the thoughts running through my head. So this is like the notes that you, I called you, that's what happened. I called you and then told you to look at the notes in my Yeah, after room. I had got the money put on your card, I called you. Yeah. <clears throat> and you said, go and look in the top drawer of my bedroom. You will find the letter. This is the letter. Oh, God. <laughs> Mom and Dad, as you may or may not know, I've left for my trip. 
I've been thinking about right. Did Dad ever read this? I don't think he ever did read it. No? Because sometimes he'll call that my trip, which makes me think he did read it. Or he'll refer to the event as the trip. When <laughs> no, you I, don't trip. Think, I don't think he actually read it. Okay. Um, I've been thinking about writing this letter for a very long time. Um, trying to come up with the right words before uh, committing anything to paper. I decided to start writing and see what happens. I know you guys are going to be very enraged and extremely saddened when I tell you about my plans. I've decided to head out west on some sort of adventure. I got the money and all the pieces are in the right places. And it's time. <laughs> it's like I'm retiring. I've been very meticulous about every detail of this trip. I want you guys to know that I'm not running away from you or anything for that matter. Uh, or for that matter, well, for the last, just completely changed topic here. For the last four years, I've discovered so much about myself and who I am. As you know, I had tremendous difficulty trying to figure out a career and a path in life. It's crap like that, like the first part of the sentence, like I found out so much about myself. I'm 18 and I'm referring to the last four years of high school. <laughs> God. Um, as you know, in grade 9 and 10, I was very driven to become a businessman, and I had such a determination to be rich. But somewhere in grade 11, I started to discover life, started to discover life and why we are truly alive. So many people live their lives hating their jobs, doing things they hate, and wishing they were somebody else. I promised myself I would never let that happen to me. I started reading more, listening to original music, <laughs> and expressing my thoughts more. I found this whole new world of people before me who decided to completely ignore the status quo. They were so captivating and so intriguing. The poems and stories they told in their books hit home for me. These people were so courageous in that they led successful lives in their own blissful ways and never thought twice. I thought, wow, this is amazing. Then I got to thinking, and thinking, and thinking, dot, dot, dot. I wanted to be my own person. I didn't want to be like the rest of the world, buying crap. We don't need rushing from gas station to gas station, never stopping to enjoy life. The stars, laughter, joy, the wind in their face, all these people having never lived, they merely existed. So here I am at the end of grade 12, <laughs> fully self-actualized apparently. I'm the complete opposite person that I was in grade 9. I'm the person you didn't want me to be, the person you never thought of me being, the person you never thought of. I'm so sorry if you're disappointed. I did the wrong you're on that one, Y-O-U-R. But it's the person I am. I love you guys more than anything in the world, and you better remember that every single day. I put that down as if I was, you guys might not ever see me again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like you're never coming back. Oh my god, brutal. So the next page is like, 
when I was writing this, I was just thinking of all the questions that you guys were going to ask and how I would like counteract that. So that's what this next section is. So I've got contact underlined here as a title. And then this is how <laughs> I was going to assure you guys that you would know what I was up to. I made a blog on the internet so I can upload pictures along the way. The address is thedaysofkindness.blogspot.com. Another website to have a look at is couchsurfing.com. I mentioned it in my first post on my blog. <laughs> I will be using the computer along the way, hopefully. So email me. I will call when I get the chance. And then the next title is in dollar signs. I plan to head west and work some cash jobs for people along the way. This is how I'm funding my travels. I have quite a bit of money saved up, and I also sold some things before I left to make the extra money. Uh, I know to you guys... Okay, this that was the end of the financial paragraph. This is another one. I know to you guys I'm your little baby, and I always will be, but have to look... But we have to look at reality here. I'm a smart guy, and I'm very mature. <laughs> Everything in this letter would indicate that, wouldn't it? Uh, very, very mature. I know saying don't worry means nothing at this point, but I want you to know that I can take care of myself and I will be perfectly fine. We are made to believe that the world is a big bad place, but it's not all evil, and I can look out for myself and use my best judgment. <laughs> I sound like a six-year-old that got out of control. <laughs> I can look after myself. <laughs> school. Okay, school's another title. I'm not even thinking about school right now. I haven't been for a while now. And I felt bad lately having to pretend to talk about going to school to you guys when I knew in the back of my mind I had different plans. School's in my future, just not the near one. I want you to, to carry on with your lives. <laughs> best you can even in the face of this dramatic change i'm not going to be gone forever my goal is to make enough money for a plane ticket back by christmas i hope you both come to an agreement about where you are moving and what's going on with your jobs i forget what was going on at the time but that doesn't matter i was just referring to you guys wanting uh to get what you're looking for I think you should move to the city and focus on making good money and setting up something in Newfoundland. Uh, also, both of you need to stop stressing over money and little things. <laughs> Maybe focus on the fact that your son is going missing. <laughs> That's not in here. That's just a little note. Um, I said, you're both starting to go gray. Enjoy life even when it's smothered in burden take little trips or something <laughs> um okay this really is like i did not write all this all at once shot like it was just uh that's why they start and then they just stop like this one and this one lately i felt by going on this trip it's a selfish act i feel really bad thinking about it sometimes because i'm hurting a lot of people feelings and I think maybe I shouldn't do this. When I think of staying and not going ahead with my plans, it makes me sad. And I know I will regret it if I don't go. So instead of feeling sad and angry, feel glad that I'm happy and I'm doing something worth talking about. 
and I'm trying something outside the box. And then the final piece of paper, uh, which is apologizing a little bit. I, I'm sorry I said I was going camping, but I really <laughs> wasn't. <laughs> the reason why I told you that is so that I could give myself a chance to get a good start. I figured if I was still close to Strath or Toronto, you would try to find me or come get me. I wasn't originally going to take the cell phone with me, but I decided to give you some peace of mind. Uh, call or text when you want. I can't guarantee I won't be in a service area. It needs money on it. <laughs> <laughs> so in other words, put some money on the phone, please. That, that's it. That was the yeah. last one. And that's it. There, you have it, guys. Oh, I'm sweating bullets here. <laughs> okay. Embarrassing stuff, man. Not embarrassing stuff. It's how you felt at the time. Yeah. It's something to look back on and learn from, right? Just trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. You thought at the time you had it all figured out, though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Just going to hit the road. So now you have it figured out? All I needed was money on my phone. <laughs> yeah. On your flip phone. No, I still don't have it figured out. What about you? This was supposed to be about you on this one. Not me. No, Turned into an intervention <laughs> towards the end. <laughs> no, it's not good. Just go with it's the flow. A, just go with the flow, yeah. I said I'd do the interview, and then it turned into you doing the letter, so. Yeah. Ten-year anniversary. Maybe we'll get back together and uh, read another it again. Ten years. <laughs> another ten years. Maybe I should write one now yeah write a running away letter now all right that's it for that part how cringy was that dude i was sweating the whole time i was reading that letter like that was it was so the state of mind i was in when i wrote it was just like Super self-absorbed, 18-year-old, trying to be, like, going on a big adventure, man. I'm going to write this letter. That'll be it. Like, when I wrote it at the time, I felt like I was writing a part of what would become my story. Like, that's how pretentious. I'm shaking my head at myself right now. It was so embarrassing, but whatever. That's it, you know. Anyways, if you want to find out more about the podcast, you can go to CuriousJord.com. You can find previous episodes there, as well as uh, some additional information or a picture that has something to do with the uh, the podcast or the episode, rather. Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm on all the other social media stuff, too. Just search Curious Jord or Curious Jord Podcast, and you'll be sure to find me there. And if you're not on social media, then good for you. Somehow you have escaped the digital bear trap. Anyways, that's it for this time. Uh, stay safe out there, and we'll catch you later. Bye-bye.